Hi, and welcome to the new Feminine Revolution podcast. This is a space for women who want to live with deep self-love, personal responsibility, and purpose. I am your host, Carolina Zuleta, and I'm an expert in helping women create extraordinary lives. I'm excited to have you join us. Hi, before we start today's content, I want to share with you some insider information and extend an invitation. In May, I'm launching my new program. It's called Design Your Life Mastermind, How to Lead a Life with Love, Purpose, and Power. It's a very exclusive program. It's a program that I know it's going to transform the lives of the women who participate in it. And I know that it's a program that in 10 years from now, these women are going to look back and say, it was the best investment in my life. It's by application only. I'm inviting all the women who have drive, who want to fulfill their potential, create the best life for them, achieve those goals that seem impossible, and who have depth, who are willing to look inside themselves to understand who they are and connect more deeply to their purpose, their emotions, and themselves. If you are one of those women that has drive and depth, and you're ready to join this group of amazing women to take your life to the next level, email me at info at carolinazuleta.com. We'll schedule a call and I'll share all about it. So I only have 10 spots. There's already four spots that women have said, I want them. So I know this is going to fill up soon. So if you are a woman that says like, I have drive, I have depth, I really want to take my life to the next level, email me today at info at carolinazuleta.com. Let's schedule a call and let's see if this is the right program for you. Hi, and welcome to episode 21 of the New Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm so happy to be with all of you here. And today I continue to share these amazing interviews from our behind the scenes series. In this series, I'm interviewing women who are leaders in their industry, who are doing amazing things with their career, but who are also doing amazing things with their lives, and who are women who have done the work, who have asked the tough questions, who are committed to living intentionally. And today's guest is definitely an example of that. Her name is Lisa Magnuson. Right now, she is the Chief Brand Officer for SHIFT, an integrated health facility in Chicago, overseeing all the communication, marketing, and engagement of this company. Lisa has a strong background in corporate communications and brand reputation. She has worked with major consumer brands, nonprofit organizations, and agencies in her ongoing pursuit of living intentionally. And this is something she takes very serious. You're going to hear her talking in this interview about her purpose and doing things with intention and not just by default. She is married to her high school sweetheart and partner in crime, Ryan. And they live in, in Oak Park, Illinois, with their two children, Madeline and Holden, and a very snuggly puddle named Marf Murphy. I want you to pay attention how Lisa shares about being intentional, about having sometimes courageous conversations to set the boundaries needed for her to be able to live her life with purpose. So here you go. It's a gift to have Lisa in our podcast, and I welcome her now. Hi, Lisa, and welcome to the New Feminine Revolution podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you for being with us today. And, you know, I just shared with everyone a little bit about your career and, and like you had a very successful career in corporate America. And then you decided to leave that and, and join a startup. And I would love it if you would start by sharing us with us today. What inspired you to make that change? Yeah, absolutely. So and I'm really proud of the work that I did in corporate America. And I loved my experience during that time. But I started to notice, you know, as I got married and my kids got older, I felt like I had a lot of trade-offs um, from a lifestyle standpoint. So, um, you know, I was looking for something that would allow me to be home more, allow me to, you know, really manage my time and my schedule a little bit more. Um, and so it was a little bit of a leap of faith. But really, um, it came down to some preparation and saying, let's try something different. We don't know if it's going to work, but let's give it a shot. Um, I'm really happy that I did. Mm. So really, it was about you owning your life to be able to balance, yeah. if even that's a word, more the time with your family and the time you were at work. That was the motivation. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it was about owning my own choices, right? And understanding that, you know, if I'm not happy with how things are going, that it's really up to me to chart a new path and whatever that could look like and kind of learn a little bit along the way. Oh, yeah, I can relate to that. I've shared with, I think with my audience here, but definitely with my clients, that I also had a career in corporate America. I used to work at Morgan Stanley and And even if I didn't have kids, like I was like, one day I need to transition because I want to be a mom that can have that flexibility to with, with her kids when, when I right. wanted to, when I needed to. So, and definitely being in a smaller company or starting our own businesses allows us to do that. But that's not an easy change. You know, there's corporate America, as much as it's criticized, there's so many perks and good things about being part of a big corporation. So Absolutely. tell us a little bit about the journey of living the stability and certainty of a job in corporate America. And like you said, the leap of faith of joining a new company. Yeah. So for me, it was really about doing a lot of exploring before I made any, any big leap of faith. So I had a lot of conversations and I talked to people in different industries. I talked to people who were on the corporate side of things. I talked to people who were on the agency side of things. I talked to people who had started their own business or started consulting. I talked to people who stepped off of the career path already. And I think one of the things that stuck out to me was that there's always trade-offs right? There's, like you said, there are really great things happening in corporate America and there's a lot of great benefits there. And, and for some people, that environment, that stability and uh, the financial security oftentimes is what they really need. So for me, all the conversations really led to my husband and I having a conversation about for us, for our family, for where we're at in our life right now, what is it that we really need? Um, and then started to kind of plot out the different scenarios that could meet those needs. Um, and really, ultimately, it came down to no matter how much preparation you can do, it's just it ends up being a leap of faith, right? And saying, I think this is going to be worthwhile. It's okay if it turns out not to be, but I'll never really know it. I can't keep making spreadsheets with pros and cons. <laughs> At some point, you just have to kind of do it, mm -hmm. <laughs> figure it out. And you're absolutely right. That's another thing I share with my clients is like, 
we need to discover, like some people are like, but what would be my ideal job? And it's all in their heads. Like, no, we need to jump and start doing it and then we'll figure it out from there because there's so much you can understand in your head. uh, Yeah, go ahead. And trying to figure out that perfect ideal job, you're never going to find it, right? Mm -hmm. So part of it is let's not be afraid of failing a little bit, right? Let's take the leap of faith. Let's put some some cushions in place for us, whether that's a support network or a financial cushion, like plan for those things and then fall down a little bit, right? That's, that's okay. And I think for a lot of us that the spending the time toiling, looking for that perfect opportunity is really a feel, uh, a fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, you were talking about everything has trade-offs and I, I was just thinking about, I heard Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and she was talking about like mm-hmm. how everything has its own shit sandwich, you know? Corporate America has its good things and its bad things. And same, same being an entrepreneur working for a startup. So in this transition, what did you find was the most challenging? Yeah, for me, the most challenging was recognizing that you're always going to leave something behind, mm-hmm. right? And, and mourning that and letting that go a little bit. And whether it's long-term incentives that are part of being a part of a a bigger corporation and recognizing that you'll have maybe slightly less financial stability, leaving that comfort behind, leaving behind coworkers that you love, leaving behind projects that no matter when you choose to transition and leave are are going to feel unfinished um, and kind of letting go of those things. For me, I really throw myself into everything that I do, right? But including my work. And so stepping away from those things and, and kind of releasing the guilt around that was, was a real challenge for me and letting go of what, how much I attached who I was to the work that I was doing. And I think that's that last one that you mentioned, that changing identity is big. Can you, can you yeah. share a little bit what was it for you? For me, um, I loved being good at what I did. I, I had been really successful. It, there was a very clear path forward that I could take, but that doesn't mean that it was what I, what was right for me, right? There's a difference between what you are capable of and what is ultimately mm-hmm. right for you, mm-hmm. right? So for me, it was letting go of what I'm capable of and this, this, I, this sense of proving myself, right? Letting that go and saying, that's a great path for someone else. It's okay that that's not my path. And really kind of letting, letting go of that attachment. And how did you let go of that attachment? I think it was about, I love this idea of not saying no to something, but saying yes to something else, right? Mm -hmm. And so whether that's transitioning to a new attachment, but realizing that at the end of the day, what it was that really mattered most to me was being more present in my day-to-day life, right? When we moved back to Chicago, we were very thoughtful and intentional about where we chose to live in the community that we wanted to raise our kids in and the network of people and where we wanted them to go to school. And I just found in my job at the time, I wasn't really connected to that, right? I kind of popped in and out of that. Um, but my, my corporate job in many ways very much defined who I was and I needed to kind of step off of that and, and put some new definitions in place. So if you're going to like, so, so for me and all of the audience, we can really like feel your experience. Like how, like you said, your corporate job was defining you. How, how would you say that? Like, how was it defining you? So I think for me, I, I really understood and I had a great deal of respect for 
the demands of the job, right? And at the time, there was a lot of travel involved, right? And there were um, unpredictable hours at times and evening things and, um, and being away. And I definitely structured my family life around what my job required of me, right? And I mm-hmm. saw that as kind of a badge of honor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I just found over time, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for my health, right? I mm-hmm. wasn't carving out the time to do that. And I wasn't working for my kids. It wasn't working for my husband. Um, so at the end of the day, you're thinking, okay, well, I've got this one area where I checked off all the boxes and I'm doing great, but at the expense of what, right? And then I start to look at things on the personal side of kind of the, the checklist. And there weren't so many boxes checked off over there. And there are tons of people out there who can balance that and manage that and set those boundaries within a corporate setting. And I think it came down to saying, for me, at this point in time, that wasn't what was right. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing, because it's like in corporate America, like there was this prestige of having the job. And there's almost, tell me if you agree with this, but this culture of like, oh my God, I've worked so many long hours. It's almost like, like you said, a badge of honor. It's something that it's admire. And, and exactly. And then we say names of big corporations and titles, like, you know, I'm executive director of this marketing thing in this company. There's like people under like, you know, at least it was my experience. Like I would go somewhere and I were, what do you do? I work for Morgan Stanley and I would get one reaction. And next day I started coaching and what are you, what do you do? I'm a coach and I get a very different reaction. So yeah, absolutely. Do, have you experienced that? Absolutely. Yes. I mean, so it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because there's a, there's a reaction out there um, that you get when you kind of step off of this like badge of honor, earn your keep, you know, mm-hmm. tough track and you say, oh, well, I'm, you know, now I'm working at this startup and they're like, oh, that's great that you were able to do that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, um, I get it. It's, it's funny, but it's, um, you have to kind of let that roll off of you, right? Because that's mm-hmm. not at the end of the day what matters. But you definitely get those different reactions for sure. Yeah. And and you and I were talking when we're preparing for this uh, interview about how like in corporate America, there's like this very straightforward way of measuring success. But yeah. when we leave that, then it's not that clear. So how are you measuring success in this new phase of your life? Right. So that's definitely a work in progress, right? So corporate America, there were big goals, clear goals, milestones that other people set for you, right? There's your annual review, your mid-year check-in, there's promotions and raises. Now what I find is that I focus a lot more on small wins and like my own personal check-ins, right? So I have to define what success looks like and then create those measures and check-ins for myself, right? So I'm still working full-time. I'm working at a startup. I have a lot more flexibility than I used to. So if I want to take advantage of this change to be more present in my kid's life or in their school, I have to say, well, what does that look like for me? I'm not going to be at all of the field trips. I'm not going to be at all of the school events. But I set goals like, okay, each year I want to be at one school event for my kid, whether that's a classroom party or a field trip for each child, I'd like to get at least one in, right? So that at the end of the year, I can say, did I do that? Did I carve out time for that, right? And then as we get those 
those dates on the calendar, I mark that off and I say, okay, I'm not available that day. And to me, that's a small win, right? But mm-hmm. it's aligned with the purpose that I have, right? That's aligned with why did I even make this change? Because if I make this change and I fall into old habits, I could put in as many hours. I could spend as much time away from my family here. But if I don't make this change and put in the the habits that are going to help me achieve the goals on the personal side, then I've really kind of made the change just for the sake of making the change. You're touching upon two things that I hear over and over with women. One is our ability to set boundaries, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because you know, I hear it's like, oh my, it's like, I have so much to do at work. It's like, it's always going to be like that. Like if you one day wake up and you're like, oh, I don't have anything to do at work. It's probably because the company shut down, you got fired, you know, like there's always going to, if you're growing in your career, there's always going to be a ton to do. So you, we need to put that boundary of like this, you know, I'm stopping now and I'm going with, to be with my kids. How have you learned to set boundaries? Has it always been that easy for you? No. Oh, gosh, no. That's not ever been easy. I think it's recognizing that it's a trade-off, right? I think there's, there's, there's also dropping the guilt around it, right? So if I drop the guilt and I practice gratitude and I just own my decisions, like I just, that's how it has to work, right? So I'm only going to apologize for something if I would do it differently next time, right? So the example I like to use is if my kid is having a rough morning and I need to spend five extra minutes with them, getting them off to school or walking them myself or staying until the teacher comes, right? Or whatever it is, if I need to spend those five minutes so that my kid can like be in a good place and have a great day at school and that's going to make me say five minutes late for a meeting, I'll call the person and say, hey, I'm running five minutes late. Can you wait for me? Otherwise, I'm happy to reschedule, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry I had this because I'm not really sorry. If it happened again, I would still choose taking those five minutes to be there for my kid, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, part of it is once you set those boundaries in place, like stop apologizing for those being your boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Just saying, no, these are my boundaries and I'm going to be a great partner. And if you need me to stay five minutes longer, I will, but recognizing that there are those trade-offs and saying instead, thank you so much for waiting. Like, I really appreciate your patience, you know, practicing that gratitude. love this. And I'm going to repeat it because I really want everyone to get this. The attitude with which we set our boundaries can be apologetic. I'm sorry, you know, and that is putting ourselves down. That's not conveying things with confidence or it can be very kind and assertive, right? Like, this is what I need. And, and with gratitude, like you said, thank you for accommodating, um, which I love. And the way to measure that is like, if I would do it again, if it's honoring my values, then I don't need to apologize for it. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly right. So, um, and so that was one of the things that I said, like setting boundaries. And the other thing is this feeling that a lot of women I talk with, and I will include myself there feeling like we're not doing enough, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you were saying, it's like, how many events do I want to go with my kids? Because there's always going to be one more or one other meeting yeah. that I have at work. So yeah. how, how do you manage that part? It's so funny. Just last night, there was an event at my, at my kid's school yesterday 
and I, I wasn't there. My husband wasn't there. We both had work commitments and, um, and we weren't there next week. I will be at their Halloween parties. Right. Mm-hmm. So last night at the dinner table, they were calling out so-and-so's mom was that was there yesterday. Why weren't you there yesterday? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is taking those opportunities and say, Hey, sometimes I can be there and that's great. And I love that. And sometimes I have other commitments, right. And helping them understand that it's the trade-off. But I would say, put some boundaries in place and put some goals for yourself in place that are achievable, right? So I say for myself, at least once throughout the school year, being at a party or going on a field trip. For me, that's a big deal. That's a whole day off of work or it's a Mm -hmm. day where I'm taking a half day. I can commit to that for both of my children. And if I get more than that, that's great. If it works out that there's two this year, that's fantastic. And that's kind of a bonus. But I think if I were to say, well, I have to be at everything, well, that's not really realistic. And I'm just setting myself up for disappointing myself, disappointing my kids, my employer feeling frustrated with me. It's like, how can I set some boundaries in place that I know are achievable and that are actually measurable? If I just said, oh, I just want to be around more. I want to try and do some more things with the kids. I don't know how to measure if I've done that or not. Mm-hmm. I love it. So what I'm hearing is like you're defining very consciously and measurable what is enough. Yes. That's a great strategy because then the conversation of like, am I doing enough? is like, well, here are your goals. Like, are you meeting them? Right? Like then you you have a very objective way of knowing. Right. So you mentioned, and I think when we don't put those, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I don't think when we don't put those measurable goals in place, we're constantly, you know, toiling over this idea of, have I done enough? Have I done enough? Right. Mm-hmm. Once you put those goals in place, you can say, okay, here's my goal. I don't have to think about this again until that opportunity comes up. Absolutely. And you can, and then, and then even if you realize like, well, actually I can do a little bit more, you can adjust your goal or, right, you know, like maybe I set a oh, very yeah. high goal. I'm going to adjust it a little bit. Yeah. So you mentioned you have two kids. And a full-time job. Like, how do you, you know, like there's this myth of balance. Like, do you believe in balancing or or how do you approach this? Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in balancing. I think balancing creates this idea of like, I can be a full-time mom and I can be a full-time rock star at work. And I just balance those two big full-time things magically. I think balance is a little false. What I like to think about is, am I full-time contributing in the roles that I've chosen to take on, right? Mm Full-time contributing to my family can look like a million different things for a million different people, right? And I think it's just recognizing the trade-offs, right? Mm -hmm. If there are meetings that I have to miss because I'm choosing to be a part of something else, I have to let go of being included in that decision. That's okay. You've got to let that go, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if you've been, before you have kids, if you put all of your energy into your career and defining yourself, there are some things to let go of there and recognizing that the trade-offs require us to not hold everything so tightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in amongst all of this, how do you find time for yourself? Mm, I think that's so funny. So many times when I read about self-care and examples of self-care, it's like, a women's retreat or a weekend with the girls or a girl's night out. Right. And I just, I think that's, again, those are hard goals for me to commit to, right. Whether it's financially or finding the time or coordinating the schedules. Right. So 
for me, I think there's a couple of things that I've really figured out, especially over the last two years that like I need to feel like I'm caring for myself. And the first Mm -hmm. one is sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. The second one is yoga and meditation. And then the third (laughs) one is coffee. Right. (laughs) So I think it's just a matter of like, for me, that could look like I like to wake up early. And if I get a chance to, you know, do a little reading while I drink my coffee before everybody gets up, like recognize that for like the self-care that it is. Or Mm -hmm. I don't really love to watch TV. So choosing after my kids get to sleep to come down and take a hot bath and have a nice bedtime routine and give myself that 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. to get ready for bed and have a better sleep, like that's self-care. It doesn't always have to be these big, you know, audacious goals around what you want to do for yourself. Sometimes it's just sneaking in those like five minutes here and 20 minutes there and just taking a breather mm-hmm. when you need it. Yeah, I agree. I think that self-care shouldn't cause more stress. Right, like some people is like they get like so rigid and self care becomes this huge thing and then like it's causing stress because they're trying to do too much. So it's making right. self care work for us. Big, right. I'm not gonna try and plan a big spa weekend that is going to stretch my family's budget and you know, take me away from my husband and kids for three days. It's like you know, a nice bath with a little bath bomb after the kids go to bed, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll exactly. do it. Yeah. So one of the things I've heard throughout this interview uh, as a theme in your life is that you are very intentional. Like you have your goals for being with your family. You have like, you you know, setting your boundaries at work, is being intentional about even the five minutes that you had reading and drinking your coffee, counting at self-care. Where, where does that come for you? So, I I love this idea of being intentional. You know, when I first left my corporate job, I started my own communications consulting LLC and I named it Concilio, which is Latin for intentional or on purpose because mm-hmm. I wanted to remind myself that if I make this big change and I take this big leap of faith and I step smack right into the same habits that I had before, then I've wasted this opportunity, right? And so I feel like the last two years in particular, I've worked really hard and done some great workshops and great readings, a lot of questioning, a lot of quiet time for myself to just say, like, what is this for me? And right now, when I think about purpose, my number one purpose right now is around connection and being present. Mm-hmm. And that applies to my work as well, right? When mm-hmm. I'm here and I'm at work, being present for my my partners, being present for my coworkers, being present for our members here at Shift, being present in what needs to be done. And it's also, whether you call it holding space or caring or showing up, like I want people one day when someone's, you know, reflecting back on me to say like, man, she just, she showed up when I need it. So I think looking for those opportunities for how I can show up for the people that are most important is a really good screen, right? So when my kid's melting down before school, do I rush him out the door because I need to get somewhere that's sort of important or do I show up for him? Mm, I love that. And I'm always going to choose to show up. Yeah. And one one of the things you were saying is, you know, old habits that you had from corporate America to this new life of being very intentional. 
and that in order to understand your purpose and the intentions and the things that you wanted, you created some silent space, some space for yourself to be able to discover that. And I hear a lot of people who are so scared of taking that time because there's no time for that, right? Like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't stop to think. But now that you're on the other side, how is this rewarding you? Like having taken that time to think about what you want and then creating a life that is disintentional and on purpose, how is it rewarding you? Uh, it has rewarded me in so many ways. I think the richness of the relationships that I have, you know, my husband and I have been married for 12 years and I would say our relationship with each other is better now than it's ever been. Right. Um, I feel really connected and tapped into my kids and what's going on in their life and their relationship with their friends and how they're developing, you know, in school and how they're developing from a social emotional standpoint, right? I don't question that about myself anymore if I'm being a good mom, right? I'm being their mom and I feel much more present and secure in that, right? So when I pause to think about what I really want to be, And then I spend the time to actually like make sure that my calendar reflects that. Then I question myself less of, am I doing the right thing? Am I showing up in the right way? Am I being the right person? Am I being as successful? It's like all of that stuff kind of lines up once you spend the time up front to make it line up. It's not something that happens haphazardly or people kind of look or stumble into think, Being purposeful is is that is just that. It's an act of being purposeful. And it's something that you have to, you don't do it and then just live the rest of your life. You do it every single day, right? I wake up and I think about how I want to show up that day. I think about Ryan and what he needs, right? And how he feels loved and cared for. And my kids and my partners at work and what they need from me. And I just really try to check myself and say, like, am I showing up for them the way I want to, the way they need me to. Beautiful. So we're coming to the end of this interview. And is there any message that you'd like to share with our audience? Like one nugget that you're like, oh, this is something good to keep in mind. Mm, I just think that this all starts with just being kind and gentle to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So letting go of the self-criticism, letting go of these unrealistic expectations and be as generous and as kind and as compassionate towards yourself as you would be towards your best friend. I love that. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with all of us today. And I'm there with you. Like self-kindness is the place to start and it's what revolutionizes everything else in our lives. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode and want to receive more exclusive content and some personal updates that I only share by email, visit carolinazuleta.com and subscribe to my newsletter. Also, remember I'm on a mission to transform the lives of a million women. So if you liked today's episode, please share it with your mom, your sister and girlfriends or any other woman that you consider could benefit from this information. I'm sending you all my love and stay tuned for more life lessons next week. Bye.